From the studios of Wayless MD and Wellness, welcome in our first podcast talking about wellness and weighing less and being healthy overall. I'm Pete. And I'm Sherry Stoka, owner and founder of Wayless MD. You're so polished at that, Sherry. You know what you're doing. You've, but uh, we've talked to you a lot of times on the radio, on the air, but we're going to do a podcast from Wayless MD and Wellness to try to get in depth with a lot of these topics because you have a wealth of knowledge. And sometimes, like when we have you on the radio, not always enough time to get into these different topics. So we're going to hopefully uh, be able to do that in this format. And that's what's great about podcasting, a little bit of a longer form and hopefully leave you with some practical information and tips that you can make your life better and healthier. And I know right there, that's been one of your passions, Sherry, for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have always, always been into weight loss, you know, nutrition. I was an athlete my entire life. And so it has ultimately, you know, led me into into this industry. And it's taken many, we've gone many different avenues within the scope of the practice. But um, we are, we are considered, you know, experts in weight loss. And that's really what we focus on. So let's start a little bit with your background. You were talking a a little bit there, your passion for this. You were an athlete. So tell us a little bit about Sherry Stoka, where you come from and how you got to this point. Yeah, I, so I grew, was born and raised in, you know, outside, just outside of Milwaukee in Menominee Falls. And I was a, was, was born a born athlete. So I started playing sports at a very young age. I played with boys for the, you know, the first 16 years of my life and um, ended up that obviously gave me, you know, skill sets to kind of be um, pretty competitive. So I ended up going to UW-Madison on a full scholarship playing soccer. Then I ended up playing in the women's professional league for quite some time. And so I have always, always been very very interested in just health. And so then when I went to, when I was in college, um, it just was, it seemed very logical to go toward the nutrition aspect of my career. And so I pursued um, a a master's in nutritional science. I'm a registered dietitian. And so that's where it has led me to kind of create this business model that is foundationally um, driven by, by healthy food. And, um, you know, everyone and what I tell people all the time is that, you know, achieving a certain weight sometimes is not just all about the food and it's not always about the calories. So we, we really have, um, broadened our scope and now we look into many different aspects of, of health and wellness. So when I met you, I was uh, a different person shall we say, just for a little bit of people aren't aware of my background. I came to you at, what, 308 pounds when I started, I think, and started the weight loss journey. And uh, this is why I know this stuff will work. And this is why I'm passionate in getting the information out too, because for me, and I would imagine for a lot of people, it's just lack of knowledge. You have to start right there. You have to know there's a problem before you can take the problem on. Yeah, I mean that and that is such a important piece because we first of all there's just a lot of misinformation out there, right? And people are are very very confused. And and so you kind of 
you know, take this approach, you try different things, some things kind of work short term, some things don't. And um, when you when I met you for the first time, it's like you, you, and we talk about this all the time, it's like being ready and being prepared and being in that mental state of knowing that health and weight loss is, is a process. You know, this is not something that you do for three weeks or four weeks and think it's going to change you forever. And people know this, but we still kind of have that mentality that it is, it is a quick fix. And I always give the analogy of why, why do we still think that diets are short term when you look at exercise People know they have to exercise forever to maintain it, but we think that we can diet short term and sustain the results. So it it becomes complicated. It does. So we really try to try to simplify that and just make sure that people are in a good a good place um, and ready for it. It seems like people want a quick fix when it comes to weight. Well, if I just do this, and like you were saying, for maybe three four weeks, if you go to Google and you search weight loss, I mean, you're going to come across all kinds of different theories plans, ideas, and some, again, might work, but are they working the right way? And I know that when it comes to weight loss, it's not just, like we say, the number on the scale. It absolutely is is not. And we we definitely pride ourselves on the fact that we we have we create all of our weight loss programs and we do that because we know how how the human body works and we know how it utilizes energy and burns fat and such and so so we try we we work with people we customize approaches because at the end of the day it really has to be it has to be sustainable and so that's where that's where we really work with people um, in customizing. This is not about that short, like you said, the quick diets, the short fix, like the keto. I mean, every every person has been on the ketogenic diet, and um, every person has now come to us after it because they know it. That is not. It's over time. It just. It either stops or it's not sustainable. As much as you like to whip cream, it's pretty hard to <laughs> yeah. just eat that in the morning every day forever, right? Uh, exactly. At a certain point, you need your body needs everything that's out there. Um, as as far as like the different macros, it's just how you do them. And it seems to me like when you talk about the keto diet, it's well, I got this quick fix. I'll just drop this one part of the macros and everything will be fine. But it's not. Uh, and again, we, we're in an internet culture where I see a meme and it seems to just explain everything. My, my Instagram is full of that. Uh, and I don't, I think I know how I got started with all that information piling through, but it has to be an overall plan. It has to be an overall, I guess, system. If it's not systematic, you're not setting yourself up for success, right? Well, absolutely. And I think um, going back to our very first conversation, when you sat, we were actually in this same room. I think in these seats. In these seats. In these seats yeah, yeah, in these seats. And and I had a plan. I had something um, in my head that I wanted you to do. And so after we were talking to each other and then, you know, I was like, this is, you know, I think this would be a really good start. Let's do a cleanse. Let's kind of get you cleaned up because you came like, I can't even believe what you look like now, like looking at you, but you came to a place where I was like, you know, we got to, we got to detox, you know, and you, 
were very, very honest, which most people are, are not up front. You know, they're, they, they're kind of like, you know, I'll listen to what you tell me. And it was probably the best thing that you ever did because you said to me, and I remember as if it was yesterday, you're like, this no, ought to be good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I need, I need small, simple changes Maybe I'll get there, but right now let's look at what I'm doing and let's make some small changes. So it really is about, because if you do, if you do ask somebody to do something really restrictive right off the bat and they are struggling and they're, and they're basically getting through it by willpower, that is failure waiting to happen. And there's another word that comes to mind too when we talk maybe about weight loss culture out there, and that's a lot of seekers. People are always seeking that next quick fix, that next program, that magic key. Uh, and so I was that that wasn't me, and I think part of that was observing that culture and going, well, the answer's just not out there, <laughs> right? Because people just go from one to the other to the other and never seem to find the answer. Right, right, because. Because again, it is, it's just a massive market. I mean, it is from diets, it's from supplements, medication, like there are so many components when it comes to weight loss that you really, at the end of the day, you have to know, you have to be an expert because we can pull all of that important information together. I mean, diet obviously is very, very important. Gut health is maybe more important. You know, hormone imbalances, very important. Are you not sleeping? Well, if you're not, it's going to be really hard to lose weight. Are you stressed? We were just talking about, I'm like, you responded so well to so many things because you're so laid back. Whereas I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't be in the moment because I'm thinking about the next and that's not good either. So there are, that sounds very complicated, but we really truly simplify things in a more systematic way for this this ultimate goal and again this is why it's not in one week or one month that you have to take these in, in little bites if i can use the food analogy because there is a lot to work through and it, it all does fit together and once you can start to fit together those pieces for yourself you can find a lifestyle that you can stick with and you can be healthy and one of my misconceptions going into it was, and I can delve into why I believe this, but it was, well, you're never going to have any fun again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to have any more sweets. You're never going to have any more the foods you love. You're, you're just going to eat rice cakes and <laughs> low fat everything and good luck. And, you know, and you're never going to taste sugar again. It's, it's getting over those misconceptions, I think, that yes, we're going to be healthier. We're going to eat less of those things and maybe less dependent on those things, but you're still going to enjoy food mm-hmm. and you're going to find new foods you love too, mm-hmm. which has been a nice experience. I mean, that is probably one of the most significant aspects about that whole change that needs to, to happen. That switch that needs to happen because people are starting to understand that 
a diet does not exist and that, you know, this, this has to be a lifestyle change. And, and yeah, because the first thing you think about, cause this is how we've, we, this is what we've been told for so long. Like you have to eat vegetables and healthy stuff all day. And that is not, and I was talking to someone the other day and one of the first things was like, the resistance was, oh, I just, I don't know how I'm going to do this without ever having, you know, my burgers at night and this and that. And I'm like, this is not what we're here to do. We're not here to pull everything, you know, from you that you love, that makes you happy. It is about finding that balance. Just like you, you know, over time, we just made those small changes. Whereas then organically, things just start to fall into place. And uh, it does, again, as you go through the process, you're going to hear us use the word like systematic and process and journey quite a bit because it that's actually what it is. And as we're kind of doing an introduction to the way we think about these things, as I'm listening to our conversation, uh, just if people are have just getting their toes in or maybe not real sure about it, uh, if you're like me, you were just didn't come from that at all, so you don't know. Um, just just a good introduction to how we think about some of these things. And I always uh, I always like to say when I was going through the the weight loss process, I would have a burger every week but I wouldn't go through the drive-thru. I would find the, the one that would fit the bill if I could was a better choice. Mm-hmm. So in a world of choices, we have one A or B making the better choice. It might not be the 100% choice, but the better choice out of the options that we have in front of us. Yeah, I mean, there's there's decisions that, that we make every single day, uh, you know, every second of the day. And ultimately deep down inside people people know what is a good choice and what is not a good choice and there that's where other aspects of health come into play because when the body is unhealthy the it is it is kind of like that that vicious cycle of then it craves unhealthy foods you know is it a gut issue is it a blood sugar imbalance is it a hormonal imbalance you have to create the foundation, a healthy foundation, so that all of those other things begin to be easier. And um, I would really like to talk more details about your journey because it's pretty, pretty um, successful. I mean, it's pretty impressive where you, when I, I tell you this all the time, but when I when we spoke for the first time and I was looking at you and I'm thinking, I don't know about this. He doesn't, <laughs> I, he does not seem, you know, very serious. Well, because you said that, I said, when do you want to get started? And it was like December. It I was think. right about this time of year as we're recording. Yeah. yeah. And you, you said, you know, let, let's shoot for after the first of the year. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, if you really wanted this, if you really wanted this, you would want to get started right now. But I was wrong. I mean, you know, you showed up the, you know, right after the first of the year, and it's been every week since, and that's going on two years. You know, I reflect back on that as we're getting back into the holiday eating season, as I call it, and thinking, boy, was I wrong. Because I thought, well, if I start on this now, like I was saying before, I'm going to miss out on all the fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And again, reflecting back on that two years ago. I don't plan out on missing any fun. I don't plan on missing any fun over Christmas time, whether it's food or drink or anything else. Just got through Thanksgiving. I was telling you, like, I did pretty good eating wise on Thanksgiving, down to the pumpkin pie and the keto whipped cream because you right. got to be healthy, right? Right. 
I, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I ate my fill, and and granted, some of that is different than when I was 300 pounds because eating my fill is a different fill than what it is mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I remember joking with somebody earlier this week saying, and I'm going to have pecan pie too. And it was there, and I went, nah, <laughs> I'm good. So my point is, that while it seems overwhelming, and it seems like you're going to miss out on a lot, you're actually not. And what what you would be disappointed about missing out on is going to change too over time because your mentality changes. Yeah. Well, and just what your body craves and what it needs, you know, because as you get healthier, like I was just mentioning, your, your body doesn't need that other stuff. So it will, you know, like we had talked about so many times, it's like when you eat healthy and then you throw some unhealthy stuff in there that you haven't had in a while, like you don't feel good. And, but again, this is all, this is all part of that process because it's not about literally telling you that you're never going to go to Taco Bell a day in your life. Well, you know, and we, we, you and I both know. And we know that that's, that's your really, favorite place. <laughs> it is. I could, I could never go and I don't really to any other fast food place at all, but uh, for whatever reason, but again, there it, it's options and I'm yeah. not a big calorie counter, but this is in the age we live in. Calories are posted everywhere. If this was 20 years ago, it might be a little different. I can look at the menu and say, all right, well, I don't need 3,000 calories. I need 800 to 1,000. So let's mm-hmm. kind of figure it out. And so it prevents you from overeating, mm-hmm. and but still eating what you like. So th- this is just all skills that, I trust me, didn't get the first week. Mm-hmm. As I was pushing the cart through the store going, well, broccoli, I know the broccoli is good for me. But you learn that over time too. And like last night I was telling you, I was looking through the menu and I had, again, a burger. was relatively fresh. It had corned beef on it, which was really good. And then it came with fries and I started eating the fries like you were just saying. I go, I don't feel so very good at all. Yeah. I'm just not going to finish those. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess, as again, as we're doing an introduction to all of this, don't feel like you're never going to be able to have fun again, because it's just not true. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also very important to point out that there are a lot of businesses out there that are weight loss clinics, they offer weight loss programs. And we are we are so unique um, in this industry, because our, our ultimate goal is to get people to maintain and sustain weight loss. And we're sitting here two years after you started and two years later, you've maintained a hundred pound weight loss and the things that you have done, it's hasn't been, I mean, yeah, it's commitment, but it hasn't been torture. I mean, you've still enjoyed a lot of different, you know, types of foods and things like that. You've just tried different things too. That's true. So you have to be open. You have to be open to that because people kind of, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. Like if it were our choice, we would eat probably six different foods every single day. And that we know that's probably one of the worst things you can do for your health. So the point is, is that we, we need a massive change. We need a paradigm shift in how we think about weight loss because it is literally it is about looking at the whole body and getting the body into a healthy state because um, people, if if you were 14, you know, and you were running around and you didn't have high blood, and not necessarily that you came with all of that, but people now come with, you know, pre-diabetes, they come with massive gut infections, they come with no sleep. So we have to fix things 
before we can get you to a really good place for your body to be ready to accept, okay, now I'm willing to focus on the body, meaning the body is, you know, going to be willing to accept, okay, I'm ready for weight loss. So I want to get into uh, the gut health aspect of it, because I think that's something very unique that you bring to the table. I don't hear a lot of people talking about gut health. Uh, We all talk about having a gut feeling. But what I learned from you that is just endlessly fascinating to me is that you've got a second brain going on in the midsection of your body. So talk a little bit about gut health, what exactly we're talking about with that phrase, how most people are doing gut health-wise, and how you can fix that over time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to answer all those questions. But and I'll try to throw a few more at you. Yeah. Just, you're going to have to probably remind me. I, sh- I should have wrote okay. a comment. But um, so the gut... Um, when we say the gut, it is, it is, you know, our kind of our digestive tract from the mouth to the anus, right? So our body, our whole body is made up of many trillions of different organisms. And the majority of them do reside in like the intestines. So our, our gut is our second brain. I mean, these, this ecosystem that lives within us drives everything that happens in our body from the the communication to our brain brain to our genetics to how our hormones are functioning to how our immune system i mean it is the foundation to the immune system it's uh, the t cells the immune cells sit right in the gut waiting for things to come in so it can attack you know foreign invaders well if you have an unhealthy gut, you have too many people coming through. So that's why immunity now and autoimmunity has become such a big problem. So so the gut, it, it's the foundation. It, you need to look there first because if you're trying to get weight off of people and you're ignoring the pink elephant in the room, you're going to have to eventually go back there. So what do we do when it comes to gut health? You, you figure if somebody has... Too many visitors, as you're saying down there. What What is one of the first steps you can take to try to tackle that problem? Well, I think the first thing is, is you really need to first look at yourself, assess yourself. You know, nobody knows about gut health. So until you ask those questions, then then you're going to get a better understanding of how truly your gut health is. But what people don't understand, too, is... A compromised gut or an unhealthy gut can be symptoms that you would never even think of. So if you have a food, if you have a food sensitivity to dairy, that's a gut issue. If you have um, acne as an adult, that's a gut issue. If you have hot flashes or when you drink, when you drink wine and you have a reaction, that's a gut issue. Asthma, gut issue. I mean, there are so, it is all foundationally, it all starts there. And so I think, you know, some of the first things that, that people can do is, is have awareness. If you have abnormal bowel movements, if you have diarrhea, constipation, if you, some of the symptoms that I was saying, you need to look deeper into that because that is not going away unless, unless you really start paying attention to it. And um, ignoring those symptoms too, I think for me, you know, it's, this is kind of a fun story. I was, and maybe it talks a little bit about my housekeeping, but I was cleaning out my car yesterday. And you know what I found underneath the driver's seat? A half used roll of Tums. Now, <laughs> how long were those under there? Because as you well know, 
I used to carry and chew those things constantly. I mean, every day, every meal, it was a lifestyle. And I think once in two years, maybe, and it was like after spicy foods, like you're supposed to use it for, it was just a symptom I was just ignoring, masking, taking um, medication for it. Yeah. But other than that, thinking, oh, this is just normal. Yeah. This is how I digest. I mean, it is probably one of the most significant pieces to gut health. And and I always I always want to go back. I mean, you're you're so you're healthy now. You're so healthy. It's like we haven't really had to go there with you, but uh, one of the most important pieces that people need to understand and this is very very important because when you the human anatomy, you, you know, the stomach the acidity, the reflux. So we'll start with the symptoms of you were taking the Rolaids because of the reflux, right? right? So you'd eat and you'd have heartburn. So you're like, oh, I'll take Rolaids and it helps with the symptom. But what people don't understand is that your stomach is very, very acidic for a reason. And now with how we treat, when you when you would have these um these episodes of like reflux, it wasn't because you had too much acid in your stomach. It was probably either because it was too much food, you were maldigesting food, and it was being the, the, the pressure was being pushed up into the esophagus. So, so automatically we think, okay, let's turn off the, the pump, the acid um, pumps in our stomach, and that will solve all problems. Omeprazole, Prilosec, Nexium, all of those PPIs, the Tums, mm-hmm. the worst thing, It's it starts the cascade of events that is downstream. So if you're eating food and now you don't have enough stomach in your acid, you're not digesting protein or carbs. If you are um, eating skull for sushi one night and you happen to take in a couple parasites, the acid is, you don't have enough acid to kill it. And it, it literally, there's so many things that start up, for, you know, on top, which is the stomach. And now that turns into a very compromised colon, you know, large intestine, small intestine. So I tell people the very first thing I am looking at is what medications are they on? If they're on some type of acid reducer, I'm getting them off that right away is, is unless there's some significant reason why they would be on it. But, but I'm glad that you brought that up because that is hands down. I, it makes me crazy when people are taking these thinking that it's going to solve the problem. We're going to end up doing a whole episode, maybe more than one on this because we Mm -hmm. could go on for a long time. We only have a couple of minutes left. And I always like to end a podcast with some kind of action, something we can leave, a practical tip. Somebody spent the past half hour listening and said, okay, where do I go from here? So give us a very practical way, kind of put the period at the end of the sentence here to get started. Well, you know, we're in a situation, I mean, the time now is just a, it's just different. And now we're headed towards even more of an unhealthy state. And, and the healthcare system is in disarray. Like, you know, the healthcare system, believe me, my, I'm telling people all the time, you want to stay out of the, out of, out of the hospitals. You want to stay out of primary care because it is not going to get you better. It's going to manage your, your illness. So I think it is so important for people to take a step back and stop ignoring how they feel. 
we should, you should feel good. You know, you should not feel tired. You should not, yeah, there's going to be days where you're not perfect, but take a step and say, are you doing the right things to, to be a healthy human being? And, um, we have, we have this great symptom survey. It really looks deeper into, okay, what are the issues? But I think it's really self-reflection and, and getting out of the denial state. And really just asking yourself, could I be doing, could I be doing more to improve my health? And one of the great first steps is to reach out to Wayless MD and wellness, which I guess, I mean, listening to this podcast, you've kind of reached out already, but Jerry, if people want to learn more information, your website is an awesome resource too. Yeah, waylessmd.com. We are constantly um, adding more things on there. We have Ask an Expert. Um, if you have any questions, we do free virtual or on-site consultations. And we're, you know, we definitely are, we're experts in weight loss. We know how to get weight off of people. But again, it, it is really about um, looking at other aspects, aspects as well. Sherry Stoka, Wayless MD and Wellness, waylessmd.com. This half hour has flown by, Sherry. Yes, it has. So, uh, and I would imagine that uh, every podcast we do, because I want to get back into the gut health and uh, just even more of an introduction and into these lifestyle changes, because take it from somebody who came from outside and in, it can be a little bit of a baptism by fire, but we can you can lessen that with more knowledge that you get over time. Sherry, thanks for spending this time with us today. Thank you so much. I Always a pleasure it. to talk to you and to learn more. And we will be back again from the studios of Wayless MD and Wellness.